You're listening to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Fuck the prime time, bitch. Hello, welcome to the Seasons of Horror podcast. Its purpose is to dissect horror films both old and new. Those of you that have been listening to our current season dedicated to the late, great Wes Craven uh, will know that we've been venturing through uh, the nightmare years, as we call his middle era um, of his uh, film work, uh, which was sandwiched between basically the way we're looking at it from A Nightmare on Elm Street right through to Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And because he was so synonymous to A Nightmare on Elm Street during this uh, period, we're also kind of delving into the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Uh, We've obviously spoken about the first film and we have delved into uh, what was the unique Freddy's Revenge, uh, the sequel that followed. Um, And now we're about to venture once further into the dream world of Freddy Krueger and talk about the third installment that came along, which was called Dream Warriors. Um, And before we do so, I should introduce myself. I'm the host for the podcast. My name is Saul Murte. Joining me once again uh, for the franchise discussions is Oscar Jack. Welcome aboard, Oscar. Hey, it's good to be back. So, uh, yeah, so last time round, we had a very kind of uh, different experience to uh, Freddy and those that may uh, have kind of come to know Freddy and maybe some, even myself included, realizing as we've gone through these franchise discussions, there's a few of them that I, if I've only, if I haven't watched them, I've only watched them like once, maybe. Um, but the the icon of who Freddy Krueger is is something that's transcended across the years we're talking like you know um close to um close to uh, 40, uh 35 40 years since the uh, the original film came out um and uh, yeah look he's 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 become a slasher in his own right um but interestingly the second one was a very very different kettle of fish and as we spoke about in the last time um we chatted around that movie uh, could have been a very, very different franchise on our hands if Wes Craven didn't come back on board, which he did for the third one. Um, and that wasn't to say that he came back to direct. He came back to write this screenplay, essentially. Um, now, I think originally, um, and I think I was kind of saying stuff in the last podcast, I, I can't remember why he wasn't involved. But I do remember that when he was originally approached by Bob Shea with the idea of where to take it next, um, as in following the first film. He liked the idea of this kind of um, shared dream experience with a group of people that were in a psychiatric ward. Um, And so that's the kernel of what this next movie will be. Um, And that's what he was banging around with. He didn't actually get around to completing the script until... Uh, or kind of delving back into it until he had the option to kind of come back into the fold again and and, and let's just say redirect uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise back to where he had originally envisioned it. Um, because as you and I have quite rightly said, the second one does beat to its own drum and goes in a very different direction. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So before we... Um, uh, so yeah, so he does come 
back on board for that, as I said. Um, and before we, uh, as I said, delve into the plot structure, which is tentatively the way we kind of navigate our way through our discussions, uh, can you just um, tell our listeners uh, when you first experienced this film and what, what was your, not without giving too much away, your reaction to it mm-hmm. um, uh, when you first saw the Dream Warriors film? I think I probably saw the Dream Warriors uh, not too long after the original. Okay. Um, caught it on TV, probably caught it halfway through. I uh-huh. Actually, I know... I know exactly the moment that I turned over to it, which is the first time that um, uh, Patricia Arquette's character pulls Nancy into the dream. Um, ah, it, yes. was, it was it was the Freddy worm, the Freddy snake. <laughs> the, um, the, the phallic worm, yes. Mm, was the first time, was the first, wow. uh, that very distinctive. I remember switching it over and being like, what? What is this? <laughs> what, what? And I think I don't think I watched. I don't think I watched more than that at that time. But it 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 was one of those things that the next time I kind of sat down and started watching through them, that I realized, oh, this is oh, that's what that's what this is from. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I, it's like pure like. I remember just uh, 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 I remember that, and I remember the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's the fucking theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Dream Warriors, <laughs> like your eighties, like uh, 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 like go get him. Um, you can almost see the uh, Saturday morning cartoon with that as a theme song <laughs> of all of the you know the kids in the psych ward battling Freddy week after week. Yeah, with their with their superpowers. <laughs> with their superpowers, <laughs> I'm I'm honestly shocked that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get something going. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It's not too late. It's not too late. They keep talking yeah. about bringing him back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, too funny. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So basically, um, yeah. All right. So. I, I, th- I was saying to you, this to you off record, but I'll say it for the, I'll say it again for the sake of the podcast. But um, I, this was de- this is definitely um, the of the franchise outside of the original. This is this is definitely the one I've watched the most. Um, I don't know whether that's entirely on purpose or not, or just through fault of the fact that it tends to be one I've gravitated towards. Um, I'm going to, uh, by the end of our franchise discussions, we'll, uh, I'll ask the question for, to you and I'll, I'll ask it of myself of um, which order we kind of prefer these movies in. Um, so with that in mind, I don't know necessarily at this stage if if this is a front runner or not. I'm just literally just pointing out that it just so happens to be one that I've watched the most outside of the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <clears throat> but the, the couple of things that it does boast, obviously, before we do get into the plot, or one of the big things, obviously, um, Robert England comes back to play Freddy, um, and as he has done in all of the ins- installments of the franchise, with the exception of the remake, uh, and has he's so uh, identified with the role of Freddy Krueger that it's hard for people to see anyone play. Really outside of that, and that's often when you look up stuff recently online, 
um, is the ongoing eternal argument around that, that Freddie will probably die when um, Robert England passes or shuffles off this mortal coil. Um, and that's to be debated, obviously. Um, and uh, But interestingly, with this one, we also get the return of um, Nancy Thompson, uh, the character of Nancy Thompson, uh, but also with the return of Heather Langenkamp um, playing her again, which is which is cool. Like we want to, when you have a franchise, you do, you kind of do want to have that kind of ongoing mm. kind of connection with some character of one way, shape, or form that kind of carries you through uh, and keeps that narrative ticking. Passing on. the torch, yeah, pa- passing the torch along. Yeah, that's right, and this very much is that. Um, so, and we'll talk about her her character a bit more as we kind of delve into the into the plot um but yeah it was a, it was refreshing to have her back um i i felt well, okay. there's something that i noticed uh before we jump into the plot yeah. uh taking us down and yet another little cold to the sack for a moment yeah exactly. um it 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 struck me that this is essentially what um what uh what Halloween took like twelve sequels to do, <laughs> which was to to cut out the cut out the the stuff in between yeah. the ones that the creators didn't like and yes. make a sequel to the original. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I meant Freddy's Revenge, which is like the most cliched uh, like eighties sequel title in the world. <laughs> um, yeah. Is is not we we don't get any mentions of Jesse or Lisa or any of their hijinks. Um, we just come straight back with Nancy and we get her dad back and yeah oh yeah sorry forgot to mention John Saxon's back yeah one in in such a great moment of yeah, of, uh, yeah. I mean this is really wild and directed by uh, by Chuck Russell who is a director who I immensely enjoy who did. Um, he directed uh, the remake of The Blob, um, yes. which is one of my favourite horror films. Yes. Um, and he also directed The Mask. Um, yeah, he did. Three, like, three incredible, like, what a triple feature to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, they were all three. very, like, very special effects heavy films in very different ways. Yes. But um, I mean, like, unfortunately, he does then go on to do um, Eraser, the Arnie film, followed by Lester Child, the very forgettable Kim Bassinger kind of psychological mm. kind of horror thriller thing, and then The Scorpion King. Um, yeah, um, it's strange. It's strange. I mean, what happened? Because three very strong movies. Like yeah. this is. This is one of the best of yes. the nightmare films. Now, um, I, I also I also want to just on that note. Do you remember back on when we were talking about the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, and I hmm. said to you uh, there was a film uh, starring um, Dennis Quaid, uh, and it was about um, uh, Basically, um, it's based on a guy entering the dreams. Essentially, it was called Dreamscape, um, mm. and it was and it was a flop at the movies. Um, and because of that, I want to say it was Universal or somebody who who had the rights to that. I can't. I could be wrong with the distributor of that, and I really apologise if I'm saying the wrong ones. Um, 
uh, oh no, it was Fox. I want to say it was 20th Century Fox, sorry, I think. Um, um, and uh, when Bob Shea was banging around trying to sell the original Nightmare on Elm Street, um, they approached 20th Century Fox and they basically said no to it because of the failure of Dreamscape. And Dreamscape was directed by Chuck Russell. Um, right. How things come full circle um, is quite interesting. Um, yeah. And that, that is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but there you go. There you go. Mm. Uh, to carry on the vision of, of uh, Freddie. Uh, well, shall we jump into the uh, into the story of it all? Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 start dissecting it. Um, so uh, we are picking up uh, apparently uh, the year after the events of the previous film, even though we kind of are bypassing it a little bit. Um, but we pick up with um, the character of Kristen Parker, who is played by Patricia Arquette in one of her earlier films. Um, and she, uh, this is the, so this is again, similar to the first film, and uh, the original film, I should say, and also even the sequel, where we pick up um, on um, the dream sequence, and we're provided with who will be our protagonist, in this case, uh, is the Kristen character. Um, and she's been chased uh, by Freddy in her dreams in this sequence. Um, she wakes up after that, that kind of little intro, kind of very, it's a very kind of short sequence. But we get, we, by this point, we kind of know that the, 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 uh, the, the, the points that are kind of, that we, that we are supposed to kind of rip through. Um, and, and they quickly go through that in order for her to get to the wake up scene. She goes to the bathroom and that's where she gets attacked by Freddy again, um, who uh, comes out and he slits, slices her wrist with a, with a razor. So um, this leads her mum to think that she's suicidal. Um, and so she's then taken to hospital. Um, and she then kind of uh, basically kind of gets introduced to uh, another group of kids um and there's a very kind of confrontational thing that's going on where she's fighting the orderlies during this and that's kind of in the background where she's kind of being brought into the hospital um and mm. they and it's because she doesn't want to go to sleep and they kind of force her to go to sleep by drugging her um whilst that's going on we're kind of being told the story of who she is and her background uh, through the male doctor, um, who um, is Dr. Neil Gordon, and it's also another female doctor as well. That's uh, we get the impression that she's kind of higher up, but they're also talking about a new uh, psy um, psychologist that's coming in. Crackheart. Crackheart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a real renegade. Yeah, she kind of doesn't young, kind of young, go, young. go with the rules. You know? <laughs> yeah, this mystique of this uh, of this expert coming in. Yeah, that's uh, right. And the whole thing, I think he's even saying, isn't she a bit young to be kind of coming in on, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we're kind of going, all right, so who, who, those who haven't seen the film mm. aren't really kind of maybe going, who are they going to be referring to? Um mm. 
it, it is obviously revealed that this is Nancy Thompson. With her, her, her very refined streak of grey, uh, white hair that uh, she got in the, uh, the sleep, her own sleep uh, uh, clinic yeah. uh, in, the, in the first movie. That's um, right, yeah. Which, which I think I may have seen that. I, I may have seen little bits of this before I saw the original. Right. I first seeing Nancy like that and being like, is she trying to play older? Like, have <laughs> her that in terms of... Because... Um, and the way that she's introduced is, is, is great because uh, uh, Patricia Arquette's character has, has gone nuts in one of the rooms and she's, she's got a knife held out to the, to, to, to the doctors and uh, Nancy is in the doorway saying the exact right things. Yeah. You know, she knows what she's going through. Yes, she right. kind of walks through confidently, <laughs> takes her in her arms, wearing her, her wonderful 80s power suit. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And our, our big orderly who we've got, uh, uh, young Larry Fishburne. Larry Fishburne. Uh, when he was still Larry. Still um, Larry. always very exciting. <laughs> It's always exciting. Yeah, it is when we see him as Larry Fishburne. Um, I always think about it because um, obviously this is so he was still he was Larry Fishburne in um, Apocalypse Now. Mm. Um, I don't know what point he turned from Larry to Lawrence. Well, I think he was still Larry in in Event Horizon. Was he? I think he that still... may be one of. I think that may have been like one of the last Larrys. I think I. I <laughs> the last it's, been a, it's been a little, a little while since I've seen it, but um, I, I uh, realize that I would have thought he was Lawrence by that point, but I, I, I'm happy to stand corrected. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, this is this is Larry, Larry days, anyway. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, so you're right. So we get the introduction of Nancy Thompson. She calms down. Um, the Kristen character, uh, and she, in that instance, she uh, not only is she kind of proving that she knows her stuff, but she kind of proves her medal, I guess, and kind of makes uh, the doctors kind of second guess what they they originally were thinking. Well, maybe she uh, she's not so. Uh, uh, maybe we shouldn't judge a book by its cover, and maybe she's got some some stuff to her that we should kind of take note of. Um, this is where then Nancy gets introduced to the rest of the with the group that will be mm. which will form the the dream warriors. Um, and we've we've had a moment uh, where where the doctors kind of walk down and we've gotten like a little little taste of a few of them. Yeah. Um, of you know a good good one down you know a good walk and talk down the the uh, uh, hallways. We've met a couple of them, um, and we get to meet the rest of them and and reintroduce a lot of the ones who we have briefly met uh, as Nancy goes and does her rounds and, and sees what she's working with. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So I'm kind of, I'm looking at the list and I'm, I'm forgetting who I'm, you may have to remind me, but I'm forgetting who Philip is. It's apparently he's the sleep. Oh, he's the sleepwalker dude. Okay. Yes, that's right. Mm. Uh, so we have him. The, the, um, the puppet man. The puppet man. That's right. Yeah. Uh, then we get Kincaid, who's the who's the tough kind of uh, kid from the Bronx kind of attitude, very violent kind of outbursts. Uh, we get uh, we get Jennifer, who's the one that kind of is living in TV land, uh, dreams of being an actress. 
we have Will, who's the kid that's uh, in the wheelchair, um, apparently from uh, from a suicide attempt. Uh, we have Taryn, uh, played by Jennifer Rubin, uh, another mm. familiar face, um, and she's the the drug addict. We get Joey, who's this kid who's just doesn't talk. He's mute because apparently he's too traumatized from whatever's occurred. Um, yeah, so that is the group. Uh, yeah, that's the group. Yeah, cool. Um, then we uh, we get after that kind of introductory bit, we get another dream sequence for Kristen where she's attacked by Freddy again. Uh, and in this point, we get this is where uh, I don't know if you remember I said to you at the end of the second one, part of a good sequel um, mm. is where. Um, you live within the same rules, but you add a little something different. The little something different here is that Kristen has the ability to pull people into her own dreams, as long as they are in their dream state themselves. Um, giving her kind of a very unique uh, ability, but a decent kind of a, um, a hook to kind of then be able to kind of combine their dreams so that they can unite together against Freddy. Essentially, this is what we're getting ourselves down to um so um so she in this point she she brings um nancy into her dream because she's starting to get eaten by this kind of big giant penis looking <laughs> worm um and it's uh, nancy kind of comes in as as she's she's gone back into the house yes it the house the mm. house that's right that's within uh, yes the, familiar with is it 14 i want to say it's 14 16 something or other 14 27 14 27 yeah you probably, probably yeah um mm. actually, i probably should know that um anyway so yeah so within the house and so yeah it's kind of all kind of crumbling and uh decrepit which kind of gives it kind of a cool look mm. um and yeah so nancy comes in rescues uh christian from big phallic penis mm. And uh, and then and they managed to escape. Mm. And they have this. The snake has a great moment because she gets pulled straight in. Uh, she grabs a piece of sharded me metal and stabs the worm in the eye. Yeah. And once they kind of got away, the worm says "you." And she uh, there's this great kind of zoom on Nancy as yes. she says, "Oh my god," oh my. Uh, which is which is which is what we want in that horror movie when yeah. she thought. He, she he's still thought he was dead. He was defeated. Yes. Um, that moment of realization of he's still alive. This is still happening. Um, is 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 yeah. so fun, and it it really is this little moment is a real flex of like, um, of 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 special effects and and yes. of, of like the worm itself, but also like you know the destruction of the house. It it, it yeah. It, it shows itself as, you know, this isn't sort of the janky uh, uh, Freddy's revenge. This is like, you know, we got Wes Craven back as, you yeah. know, as writer. And, and, um, That's right. I think uh, Chuck Russell's uh, um, kind of seasoned hand, um, kind of stuff that he, he played with in the less than successful <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. previous films. Yeah. It's, it's a real... You can you can just feel that this is a really great mix. Yes. Um, and bringing all those elements that we want from that first one, carrying it over into it, 
having, I think, uh, like 60% the original <laughs> and 40% new. Um, yeah. That brings you um, uh, uh, into uh, now a group of people who can hopefully, uh, 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 with the same kind of, fighting spirit although they're you know separated at the moment as we see in their group therapy um all of them are sleep deprived all of them are kind yes. of scattered and 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 um you know incredibly agitated by their by the the female doctor who's a little um nurse ratchety yes one is. flew of the cougar's nest she's yes. the non-believer she's the yes. shutdowner um no one else uh, uh kind of follows them along no um and I guess like what well, that's kind of what's kind of cool is like from the outside, if you didn't know the the the, the true connection that unites them, you would you are led to believe that they could very well fit within um, a mental institute uh, mm. and have these kind of their own trauma backgrounds that are just so mm. disconnected from each other. Without yeah, as I said, not without knowing the truth. And then just to go back as well to what you were saying about that great moment when Nancy realises that uh, Freddie's still very much alive. Uh, is it, It's such a great moment because it, in her own way, she did defeat Freddie. Mm. And I think the way to look at that is that, yeah, he truly did die in that confrontation, but he is an eternal uh, demon spirit that will continue to haunt and, and um, play people's nightmares and so it's kind of interesting that he would still i love i love the fact that he would still live on but in other people's nightmares it's just in mm-hmm. that one it happened to in her in the confrontation he had with her it had reached this conclusion the only way she would ever get brought back into that world is to be physically brought back into that world by another character um, yeah moments and that's what it does i think it's such a great way to to reunite these two I, I, I love, mm. really, really, really love that moment. Um, so, yeah, we have this kind of, this moment. Um, and then uh, we, um, I think there's, there's, the next bit is just kind of a bit bit more. Um, We're getting to know the characters a bit yeah, more. There's the, um, yeah. the, the, uh, the, kid uh the kid in the wheelchair who who you know we learn a little bit more about him he yeah. you know is playing dungeons and dragons or yes. or i think it, it's called something else it's like mystics yeah. and magic it's you know yeah 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 very it's... much yeah, <laughs> tabletop kind of stuff where he's playing with a couple of the others and that's right um, we slowly kind of you know we're learning what what makes all of these uh, uh people tick and 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 what they kind of um yeah. where they go um, where they go uh, uh, for their strength, yes. for their defense. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, cutting over to uh, Nancy and the, uh, what's the male doctor's name? Um, uh, I, I want to say he was, um, it was Neil. Was it Neil? I, I did say it earlier. Neil, yes. Um, oh, no. I've lost it now. I thought his name was Neil. Neil, yeah, Neil Gordon. Yeah, Dr. Neil Gordon. Dr. Neil Gordon. So we've got Nancy and Dr. Neil Gordon uh, having dinner. um, Having dinner and talking about, you know, diving into the dreams because now it's not just um, 
uh, uh, Nancy's English teacher talking about dreams. Now she can, she studied, you know, she studied and she, uh, 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 they're all talking about what dreams mean to them. And Yeah, and, that's you know, right. And that's the whole that's kind a, of. That was always the kernel, that was always the kernel of the Freddy stuff, uh, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was this, the psychology, mm. what I always resonated with it was the psychology behind dreams and what makes dreams and why we why we dream and and the fact that there's this boogeyman that lives within these dreams is just kind of the icing on the cake you know essentially um that kind of evokes the fear that we have you know that we all have these fears and that's what it feeds off um or freddy feeds off so it's yeah and you're right so this and and it's great having that kind of dialogue between the two where they are kind of discussing each other's thoughts and Mm. And, and also so early in the film yeah it 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 because that first film has done the legwork we can immediately jump into so much um with them already kind of know like at least nancy already knows who she's dealing with yeah um you know whereas whereas the at least, you know, the, the typical format would be we'd kind of hold out, you know, may, oh, maybe Freddie isn't back. Maybe it's just in their heads. But I love how much um, how much they bring Freddie kind of into the centre. Yes. Um, and and, and, and uh, it just feels like this movie just feels packed. It because there, there, are, yeah. there are so many characters, but and they all kind of get really, they all get moments to shine and, 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 and Freddie's kind of the most uh, center stage as we've ever seen him, but, um, but he's still not uh, dominating the, the spotlight because we, no. we, we, we get our first kind of kill in the next sequence with um, yeah. the puppet obsessed. Uh, Philip character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The puppet enthusiast as one of his puppets kind of faces morphs this kind of stop motion and it 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 grows uh, claws and cuts its own strings and drops to the ground and we get these great little like Freddy puppet moving along that slowly grows into full Freddy standing over his bed, um, and we get just an incredible moment of him kind of cutting into him, yeah. pulling out pulling out the the sort of the veins of the tendons, yeah, uh, turning him in like visceral, yeah, uh, him being held up. Uh, uh, by his own flesh, as this 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 flesh puppet, yeah. is sleepwalking, um, and everyone knows he sleepwalks. So yeah, yeah, they don't think anything about it as he's kind of led up to the the tallest tower in the hospital, and yes. and and flung off um, in full view of of, oh, of the other patients. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I look, it's such a great great scene. This bit, I I really enjoyed this this bit. I, I love the mm. the whole. Uh, imagery behind it, but and the metaphor of of literally like Freddie treating all these all of his victims as puppets um, mm -hmm. and playing on that and, and and like yeah the visual kind of component as you said of 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 using the veins as the strings to kind of lure Philip to his death is yeah it's, it's just a good it's just a good moment and he's so just not in control of of his actions at that mm -hmm. point. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great sequence. Um, and we get the uh, the the um, the mute boy um, is the first one who sees it. Yes, 
and 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 pulls and uh, uh, pulls the the uh, the wheelchair guy out of bed to show him. He yeah. goes running out, and he just is running down the hallway with a tray banging on doors. It's 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 like that's so, that's so great. Like that's <laughs> such a good character moment because yeah. it gives the most drama and, and and the most action for a character who is who is who is the most cut off from everyone else. And you just show you show that uh, how much of a um, how much of a barrier how how traumatized he is yeah. uh, that he isn't able to speak even when he yeah when even when he's trying to save the life of one of his friends. That's right. That's right. I really. Uh, but I you, really... Also, you also see how much how far he goes, like that. Yes. That even with all of their different traumas, they're yes. not help. They're not helpless. They still can fight. Yes. Um, and it's only with them kind of all together, kind of screaming out the window, watching um, that they're, they're sort of realize they're being picked off yeah. one by one. Yeah. I, I really like the Joey character too. I think he, uh, he uh, is a, is a strong character arc that, oh yeah, that they use with him in this one. Um, mm. I enjoyed that. And um, we'll get to the, you know, the, he's the end of that kind of, arc as we go through this the story spotlight um but yeah like it's a it's a good it's a great little moment and look it's it's quickly followed by the second death scene too um Mm. because we get uh the television obsessed uh character jennifer um Mm. and they're all still a bit fragmented at this point and she's kind of on her own in like what's the viewing room and burning herself with cigarettes yeah that's right as you do um and larry a good old larry fishburne um you know gives her the benefit doubt kind of leaves her alone watching tv even though he's like you shouldn't really be in here um and yeah so she soon falls asleep and then we get that whole kind of moment where freddie kind of comes out of the tv welcome to prime time bitch um and uh, and picks her up and shoves head straight through the TV screen, which is where they find her body, um, just hanging there. Hanging there. Yeah, which you've got to kind of go. All right, from a, it's a great scene. It's a, it's a, it's mm. one of the campiest moments in the film. Um, but um, it, from an outside perspective, like from somebody within. Uh, like one of the uh, the doctors looking at it, you kind of got to go. How the hell did she commit suicide doing that? Like it it doesn't seem possible, really. No. Well, this is it's it's the um, the theme in the the nightmare series of uh, yeah of adults uh, just looking the other way. Just yeah, it, it really like, was. Nah, <laughs> if you you just need to get some sleep. That's all you need. <laughs> they just need sleep. Yeah. Um, so is this the point where Nancy's methods are put in under question, or does that come a bit later? Not, not, not quite yet. First, okay. we get the the uh, the funeral scene uh, where uh, where the uh, the good doctor um, bumps into a uh, a. a a nun, a nun, ah, um, yeah. asks, you know, what, what, uh, what faith do you follow? And he says, science, I suppose. Yes, it's a sad choice. <laughs> yes. So, under the guise of um, Sister Mary Helena, who's mm. posing herself as, 
Um, and Dr. Neil is the only one that sees her vision. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is interesting. Um, but yes, there is that inter- interaction. Um, and then we get um, Nancy and Neil deciding to, based on the fact that, um, on the theory that obviously Freddie's very much alive and well, and Nancy knows this, but she mm. it's like, and the abilities that Kristen has, she wants to kind of do a group hypnosis so that they can mm. share their that dream experience and discover. This is a bit where they, I don't know how they tap into it, but they kind of realize that they've got powers. Mm. Um, well, it's, 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 they, uh, uh, I think it's like, where do you go in your dreams? Yes, that's right. And so it's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a wizard in my I'm dreams. It's like, I'm a, I'm a badass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Pulls out. I'm no. I'm bad. <laughs> she like pulled out two switchblade. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's it's a very cheesy moment, um, uh, and could oh. could have been way much more iconic if they'd have given a bit more thought. I think, but mm. but it is what it is. Um, yeah, but they. This is where they kind of they work out, and obviously Kincaid's the strength. He's got strength on his side he's always like super super strong and all the stuff that comes with it um but they so they do this kind of psych uh group hype um, hypnosis um uh my mistake this isn't where they have their powers it's this not? is where they first just they try it out oh and, right uh, joey's been let off that's right yeah because yeah, yeah. he gets because he, he's always had his eye on one of these one of the other nurses one of the nurses yes um, and and uh, we get, I think, our first boobs of yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, it's taken it's taken up to the third instalment to to get the uh, what is typical uh, typical uh, of a slasher film to have the boobs. Mm. Um, yeah, really interesting, and as well as um, Joey's really the only uh, uh, because I think the only boobs in the next one are also for Joey. Yes, I know. Yeah, uh, he's, which he's, which is great yeah. because it's like it's all it's 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 related to the character. Like yeah, yeah, you know, it is. Got all of this kind of crazy stuff. It would be a bit weird if there wasn't nudity for for some of these teens. Yeah, for some of these particularly teen boys. Like you know, you'd think there might be something a bit strange in the water if if none of them were having. Um, uh, uh, dreams about uh, uh, naked, beautiful women. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, it kind of comes comes with the the territory, really. And but it's it's take as you said, it's taken until the third one to to mm. go there, um, which is interesting. Um, yeah, and you're right. So we get Joey wandering off. He's lured by the nurse character. Mm-hmm. Uh, who then decides to get busy um, mm. and and <laughs> disrobes and starts to kind of um, uh, seductively um, kind of go along with his fantasies, shall we say? Um, mm. And uh, and then we um, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Then we um, I'm trying to wonder. Uh, when Freddie actually reveals to be the nurse at that point. Um, uh, I believe it's when uh, her tongue... Uh, 
Oh yeah, comes out of her mouth and is yeah. maybe three meters long. Yeah, that's and right. all cracked and boiled. And, yes, uh, he realizes that uh, the ties that have that he's been tied down on the bed with have turned into tongues that are like that's writhing right. and ah uh, yeah, and then he's the, and then like the bed falls away and he's kind of falls like, away and he's uh, he's above. Yeah, um, and then we it's it's around then it, this is actually when they all kind of say what they like what yeah. they like in their dreams and what they do because that whole kind of group therapy starts to kind of break yeah. down and starts burning through and I think the the nurse our nurse ratchet uh stand in kind of interrupts yeah. it yeah that's right that's right but it's right now that Joey Joey's been Joey's in a coma yeah that's right yeah he doesn't wake up out of it so this is yeah so not only is nurse ratchet character not happy with this going you know against the protocol mm. but uh the result of it that there's a kid in a coma so yeah this is where then nancy's methods are put into question um mm. and um but interestingly um we also have um neil's kind of he's confronted by the sister character again and mm. she gives a bit of background to freddie's past uh yes. saying he's that, lured up to the to the hospital's abandoned yeah. wing and yes that's right so it's it's told that she uh, he sorry freddie is the son of a young nun who was accidentally locked in a room with hundreds of mental patients who raped her continually uh mm. and the only way over to... over over a weekend yeah that's right she was yeah. forgotten about yes <laughs> yeah um, and we do get to see that scene, but not in this movie. Um, mm. And uh, the, uh, yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me again. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, she also mentions the only way to stop Freddy is to lay his bones to rest. So they need to find his bones and put him to rest. Yes. So they need to, they need to uh, find someone who, who know. knows you where know, he died. No, where he, Freddy was buried. Ah, oh, John Saxon! Uh, <laughs> Beautiful, yeah. like, just, just barely standing up. Yeah. Uh, the character is just uh, uh, you know, crumpled at a bar, still wearing, you know, still a cop. You so, know, he's yeah. not completely right. fallen from grace, but he's stubbled and he's just, you can just tell he's he's not had a great time since his uh, wife no. uh mysteriously got dragged into the mattress see i and this is the thing what i kind of enjoyed about his story arc for his character from the last one mm. is that he's pretty much picked up the mantle of his wife too and he's become an alcoholic mm. um and so he's really kind of let go but he's turned from somebody that was this was what i really enjoyed about his character is that he's turned from somebody that was uh a noble you know um a hardball kind of police detective who took no shit to a bit of a coward. He's he's, mm. he's a bit scared of what's of the what he cannot explain, um, and that comes into effect with his decisions as well. Uh, and he doesn't want to go along with it. He doesn't want to be a bar. Uh, he doesn't want a bar of what they are planning on doing, and so he won't he won't go along basically with their plans. <laughs> Mm. Um, so with that, then um, Nancy um, goes back to the hospital, and this is where she finds out that Kristen's been sedated. Uh, yes. So she's gone under. Uh, and uh, 
while Neil, Neil tries to uh, keep convincing the dad, uh, Nancy's dad, to kind of come back and help them. Uh, so Nancy, on knowing that um, Kristen's gone under, she then tries to kind of get the group hypnosis again to try and help Kristen because they basically know that she, you know, um, they kind of need her to kind of do the yeah to connect in the dream world essentially. But mm. if she's under, she's going to be in trouble from Freddie. Um, this is where we get we actually get the next couple of kills, and I forget which way around it is, but we get the killing of Will, which is the handicapped kid with the magic powers, and mm -hmm. I want to say he dies first. Um, and it's it is a bit lame because he goes, I can do magic, and he does this whole thing of zapping Freddie with some green kind of um, lightning bolts, only for Freddie mm -hmm. to kind of basically go, yeah, thanks, and kills him. Um, so he's a bit, he was always a bit of the weak character, really, of the group, wasn't he, to be fair? Mm. Um, which is a shame, because they, like, they could have done so much more with that, considering yes. he was handicapped. Um, and in dreams, you don't necessarily, you, you're not, you're not bound to the chair, you know, he could have, he could have been anything. They could have gone in a lot better direction, anyway. Anyway. Yes. Um, he could have. He could have been the the you know the valiant, you know, still staying with the fantasy theme. He could have yeah. been, you know, the noble knight. You know, he could have been the the action hero. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's it's it, it for. Uh, it would have been great to have more with 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 the dream warriors. I agree. Uh, I do agree. Yeah. Every time, every time I I do watch it, it it's it's. Like I really do want the Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> I I like I you want them all there, together. I want yeah. them like they've all got their powers. Like <laughs> to really play and expand with that kind. Um, Just do it. Just do it already. Yeah. But we also get because uh, uh, Nancy's dad um, and uh, Neil and Doctor Neil. Yeah. Um, he's he's able to finally convince it as we're kind of cutting back and forth. Yeah, they they quickly stop off at a church, and he fills up some holy water. And <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're taken to the uh, uh, to the junkyard as he um, uh, as uh, Nancy's dad kind of finds the um, uh, uh, takes him to where they've they've hidden the bones uh, hidden in the trunk um, of one of these many cars. Yes. Um, as they um, no, and it's it's like the the uh, Neil Neil's like. Neil's such a great character um, yeah. because he really does. I don't know, especially with these kinds of movies, you, you, it's it's so frustrating when no one believes anyone for the yeah, entire yeah. movie. Yeah, which is such a such a cliche, and it's always really nice, particularly with a sequel. First film, you, that's good. You get a lot of dramatic tension with that way, but with a sequel. We've already done that. We want you to be like, yes, we believe you. Let's like, ex that's how you expand on this. Yeah. Is by kind of, you know, when they first have their first, um, their first uh, uh, group therapy and he gets to experience it and he's completely converted because um, uh, he's, he's seen how real it is and he's seen the, the, uh, you know, this Freddy guy's like, yes. Yes. Probably behind the death of his patients, who he cares about so much, and he, because he's at an end, he he doesn't know what to do. 
Um, because he's fa- he's failed two of them. Um, yeah. When he finally like gives over to to Nancy and says, you know, like if you've got a way that can help them, I I, I want it to be the case. Yeah. Um. But you get you kind of boiled down. Our dream warriors kind of boiled down to kind of a, a three or four. So we yeah. lose. Um, we lose Taryn as well. So, and I and I yeah. kind of like her death scene. Um, it's yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It really is like because so obviously like, and she does. She's packing a few punches early mm. on. Um, and you can't. And she's she, she's bad. She's bad. She's got yeah, a big mo, right. 80s mohawk and a, her it. two her two switchblades. And we've seen her with an orderly earlier. Yeah. that she's been getting drugs from. Yes. Um, so we know that she was was a junkie. Yeah. Um, and that's what he comes. That's what Freddie comes after her with, as his knife hands turn into uh, syringe hands, which yeah. is a terrifying image, especially for. For people who aren't a fan of needles, yes. um, as he like injects into her and she she ODs in her dream, it's it's yeah, it's it's quite awful, um, but like a really but a great death. It is uh, a great death, yeah. And I, and I guess that's the thing, like, and and this arcs back to what I like about Freddy is is, and I keep saying this, but the way he. He 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 either taps into your uh, fears or your weaknesses, and obviously her weakness mm. is that she's an addict, um, and he uses that to his advantage to destroy her. So, <coughs> excuse me, um, yeah. So he's um, yeah. It's a it's a really really uh, really kind of cool moment. <laughs> Sorry, my throat keeps mm. catching, and I can't. I'm trying to remember what. Um, what the line is that he says to her as he does it because it's something like about here's your fix or um yeah yeah something <clears throat> like this. it's it's like going back to what we were saying about how you know this is where he becomes a bit like the one-liners kind of um come thick and fast when with his characters and, and the camp factor kind of comes to the forefront um mm. was first kind of played on in uh freddie's revenge um yeah, so it's um, <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I can't remember what he says now, and I'm sure there'll be people kind of screaming at me as they listen to it who know it, but my mind has just gone blank. So apologies. Anyway, but it's a great death scene anyway, and um, and she. Anyway, I think I think I think I've got I think I've got the line here somewhere. That's it. What a rush! What a rush! That's it. What a rush! As he's getting off, as he as he's like. Yeah, finger uh, fingernails deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. It's a good line. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So yeah. You're right. We're left with the three because we're, so Nancy is able to unite with Kristen and Kincaid mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. as they K- Kincaid who who's uh, like walked through walls. Walked through walls. He's he's that strong. He, he's, he's that just strong. like he's able to just bust down. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, through the cardboard wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, um, but yeah, the point is, is the three of them unite. They try to rescue Joey, uh, but fine, Freddy's is, is still too powerful. Um, but this is the point where he realizes that 
oh, something's going on. His remains have been found. So we kind of then come back to what you were saying about uh, uh, oh, uh, Nancy's dad, who I've forgotten his name again, but let's just say John Saxon, and uh, mm. and Dr. Neil, who have found the remains in the boot of one of the cars from when he was in it. Yes. Um, and so that's when they decide that they right, they need to kind of bury his remains. Um, but this is where uh, <laughs> the skeleton comes to life. Uh, so of uh, the remains, yes. bones of Freddy in true Ray Harryhausen kind of, you know, mm-hmm. well, Pure, uh, pure Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, and I used to love that image as a kid. I, I love the whole kind of skeleton kind of uh, stop animation stuff. Uh, mm. One, a bit of a favourite of mine. Um, and he, uh, he basically kind of starts to uh, attack Donald, and um, and he, ba- oh no, and he, but he kills Donald in this. Oh, that's right. Yes, is. Uh, uh, Nancy's father um, throws him throws him across and yeah. impales him on a piece of shard. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and there's there's a moment where just prior to that, he uh, so as this is about to happen, he tries to make a run for it, doesn't he? But then, um, yeah, then Freddie Freddie appears and, and throws him across, as you said, and and then pales him, um, mm. uh, leaving Doctor Neil to kind of try and face Freddie on his own. Well, he gets he uh, uh, Neil gets knocked out. Yeah, and the the skeleton starts to pour dirt. Starts yeah. to uh, shovel dirt back onto him. Uh, yes, for, uh, uh, che- cheering triumphantly with its with its with these bony fists held in the air. <laughs> um, which which shows us that um, which and we we realize when we jump back into the dream that that like that Freddy is singular yes that he can only because that was freddy kind of coming back into his bones because when we jump back into the dream they've uh uh, uh they've gotten joey out of there and they're, yes. they're they're in another part of the dream they're walking down this <coughs> hall of mirrors um yes a great great image and then freddy kind of appears in all of them yes um uh 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 little bits of him kind of grabbing and pulling all of them kind of into the mirrors. Um, which is, which is, which is so great. Even though I just said that he is singular, uh, <laughs> but not in, in, in the dream. He's, 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 he's always a, a singular focus, a singular action. He's yeah. doing an action, which yeah. is why he, they're able to kind of fight him, and and this is where we finally get Joey's power. Yeah, <laughs> he's hitting he, he screams uh, and shatters all of the mirrors. Um, he screams that he screams, and it just shatters everything. And, and we get the first line from him saying, "Wow, did I do that?" Yes, um, which is so, which is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's it's so wonderful. It's like those are just the victories that we love watching. Yeah, yeah, that's um, it. which isn't the the ultimate triumph. It's the it's the overcoming of that those personal uh, hurdles, um, and we get our like uh, uh, you know they're kind of all cheering together, and um, we get our little uh, a Wizard of Oz moment as a sparkling um, Nancy's father kind of comes yeah. in, um, basically saying I've crossed over, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm on my way. I'm on my you way. Know, you were you were right, and and I love you, princess. And tell your sister um, you're right. Uh, sorry, wrong movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So we get that kind of whole moment, but then the twist. But then it's revealed. Yeah, there's actually Freddy in disguise. Uh, oh, pesky Freddy, who stabs our Nancy. Yeah. In the stomach. In the stomach. Um, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. And and then t- then goes to turn on Kristen um, to try and kill her, at which point mm. Nancy kind of stands up. She does her 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 Jason Voorhees. Yeah. And, he uh, thought she was dead, but she right. wasn't. She jumps up behind him and stabs Stab- him with his own glove. Um as as Neil's kind of like pulled himself out and yeah. throws the bones down and throws the holy water and, and then, yeah. these this great uh, 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 effect of Freddy with the light beams coming out of him. Yes, um, yeah, it is cool. Which I'm trying to I'm trying to think of, of of what that what that reminds me of of, of being the shards of light coming out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel um, like when you're yeah. saying that, that reminds I'm getting an image of something else as well, but I'm not sure what it's from yeah i i I have the vaguest feeling and i might be wrong but i might just be thinking of uh dracula dead and loving it (laughs) with leslie nielsen oh dear Um, yeah but but that might not be the case i think about that movie uh (laughs) a lot um (laughs) i like it there uh we'll we'll put it there for the moment um yeah and then uh yeah that's right and so then uh he throws i think he throws the crucifix crucifix thing in yeah too Mm. Uh, and this looks like freddie's destroyed and then he wakes up from her wounds um while Kristen's kind of embracing her um and uh, it's basically saying something about having sweet dreams i think um, as as Nancy passes over, essentially, this is mm. a death scene. Um, we then have the climax of the film, where we have uh, we're at Nancy's funeral, and this is where Neil sees the sister Mary again, and he follows mm. her, um, and he goes behind this uh, tombstone that she follows, and and it's led that you know she's Amanda Kruger, so. Mm. revealing that she was Freddie's mother and that not, not only was she a spirit, but she was Freddie's mother. And so the story that she was telling was her own story. Um, and then we have uh, the ending, 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 where what's Neil goes to bed um, and he has, for some reason, a miniature of the Elm Street house as his nightstand. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, which, which, yeah. Um, <laughs> Though I think it is, I think it's, um, uh, I think it's the one that Kristen is making in the oh, very beginning of the movie. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because it's it's uh, she makes it out of like paddle pop sticks. Yeah, um, right, and paper right. mache. Yeah, um, and and next to it is the, uh, I think it's the like Indonesian dream statue. Um, that Nancy was so mm. fond of. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. And we get the little light turning on in the window of the toy house. Yes. You know, and he doesn't realise it's turned on. Yeah, while he's sleeping. Which is the um, you know, the the. Yeah, you, you can tell it's like Wes is like, okay, we're making it a franchise, but we're not doing, 
we're not going to turn the actress into a rubber doll and pull her <laughs> yeah, yeah. window of a, of a door. Like, let's do it like maybe a little classier with a little, you know, a little something a little subtler yeah, yeah. than that, or a, or a bus driving off, or the car with. The, <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. it's very it's very small and it's it's yeah. Yeah, the most understated ending, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's deliberately underplayed and for good reason, yeah. Mm. It's, mm. it's done in a way that you kind of go, okay, this this is going to keep going. Um, but in a, in a good way. Mm. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah, so that's how we kind mm. of come out. Um, and again, so uh, as usual, before I kind of cut, before we cast our, our thoughts, just uh, I, I'm looking at my notes. And the only thing I didn't kind of touch on, other than... Um, the whole, uh, and I'm going to say that bit, but the important thing was um, one of the co-screenwriters was none other than Frank Darabont. Um, right. He um, uh, became famous, obviously, more so from doing the Shawshank Redemption, followed by the Green Miles, t- uh, turning two Stephen King films, uh, Stephen King films, Stephen King novels uh, into films. Uh, he would then go to, um, later on, go on to do The Mist, which uh, back in 2007, and still, uh, it's still viewed as quite highly that film, and it's incredibly mm. fucking bleak. Um, and maybe yep. that's why it's, it is deemed quite highly. Um, and then famously taking on The Walking Dead, um, in mm. the, the first initial season, uh, before kind of the, you know, I'm not going to go into too much detail with it, but before he got shown the door, um, and mm. has been ongoing with that kind of ever since um and uh, also that uh, uh chuck russell and he uh worked together on the blob yes they did um That's right. he was the the writer for the script of that um he was which, and uh he has done a lot of written stuff like like he's writing more so than he's directing so like he did the screen mm. for the fly too as well um, and a couple of young Indiana Jones Chronicles TV series. He did the screenplay for Mary Shelley's Frankenstein um, mm-hmm. in there too. Uh, was anyone, uh, uh, no, that's probably it from the ones to, to kind of mention. Um, mm. But yeah, that's kind of interesting that he was one, one of the, the writers in that. So obviously, mm. and you can kind of tell that it's got his mark, uh, kind of his mark, and what I mean by that. Not that he's... Um, uh, he, he's particularly identifiable, but he's obviously a very solid writer. And that mm. combined with the vision of um, Wes and Chuck combined, you know, the trio kind of formed uh, arguably a really impressive entry into the franchise. Um, mm. The other thing I'm just going to add to that is that when Wes, Wes Craven basically did say that when he was to come on board, he wanted to not just have a reimagining of A Nightmare on Elm Street, but he wanted to have something that would take it to the next level. Do you think he succeeded in that? I think he 100% did. Yeah. I think it's the, it's this kind of sequel that you want. Yeah. It's, it, it succeeds in being a sequel in the ways that the previous entry does not. Yes. You know, we get, we get, we only have two actors not including um, Freddie himself. Yeah, Robert England. Um, yeah, not not including Robert England. We we get uh, uh, two returning cast, the two most important cast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of the two surviving cast of yeah, that yeah, first yeah. one, and in a way that um, that I love for uh, uh, particularly with horrors when you see uh, uh, how 
those characters have carried on, how the father is kind of crumpled and how Nancy is kind of resisted and, 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 and stood even taller and now yeah. she's even stronger. Um, yeah. Bringing this, like, this passing of the torch of this, of this uh, 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 continuation and building on the mythology of bringing Kristen in with this new dream yeah. power. Yeah. Nancy could bring Freddie out of dreams, uh, but but Kristen can pull others into her. Yeah, it was just such um, a great twist. Yeah, on it, on that. Term. It's 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 all there. Like yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah, it's it's where you it's where you it's where you would want it to go without it just feeling like a retread. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is what so many of those of, of of the you know endless franchise movies become. Yeah. Um, because it's a safe and incredibly boring bet. Um, whereas this, he he had the team, you know, and yes, they had the yes, cachet, yes. and you know, the first and and even the second had made enough money where they were like, you know, Robert Shea of of, of New Line. You know, yeah. open arms. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Bring him back. Like that's bring what we back. want. We want. We want to capture some of that lightning um, again. And yeah, they. I think they really succeed in a way that few horror sequels have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This was this was really what was the benchmark that they were would have wanted to have. And and I, and to go back to what I said at the beginning, like you know, th- this is a reason why I do often go back to watching this movie. Um, you know, because it, it it is a good journey. It's, it's it does carry on. It does carry on that journey. We we're given some different characters. We're given a different approach to the dream world and, and stuff that can happen within the dream world too. Um, and and a bit of room for Freddie to have fun within that world too. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really good entry. I I found. Um, so. With that, I mean, we're as I said uh, in previous podcasts, we'll cast our thoughts across the entire franchise at the end. So we're not going to kind of say where we place this one until we get to the very end. Um, so we'll just cut to the, the question I always ask: Is do you think it still stands the test of time today? Because yeah, it's still fairly old now. Um, do you do you think uh, it stands the test of time, and or or is it still quite immersed in the, that nostalgic kind of? area which you know some newcomers might come to it and not really appreciate it because of that no i think i think particularly when you watch this and the first as like a double bill yeah i think it it is such a great thing to go from that to go from that because yeah. uh, particularly with people who haven't seen the first one before yes um or or seen the second one to rewatch the first and go straight into the the yeah. third one part um is is it's got such strong continuation it's 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 got a real logical continuation which yeah, is which is you've invested with these characters and you get to you get to dive back into them and and i mean both of them die at the end both of our I know, that's of, the thing like yeah yeah so it really is in that sense passing on the torch if they were to yeah. go on, which we know we do um mm. it really is that kind of whole um yeah, it's like they they're bold enough to kill kill off these characters, you know. Um, mm. Yeah, where do you go from now? Well, we'll find that out in future podcasts um, as we delve further into the franchise. Um, so, would you recommend it? Yes, yeah. big big time. Yeah, me too. it's 
particularly for someone who's never seen it, I think it's an incredibly exciting thing for for, for people to watch. Yeah, and it's got those moments of you know it yeah. was made in '87. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, what also um, what I also add is like they 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 give enough little bit of background to Freddy without going too much into detail, which unfortunately a future installment does go there because it's got room to go there. But I question whether that is the right decision to make. And I will, we'll, we'll have that discussion. And as I said, when we come to that movie, um, but I liked, I liked the fact that it just erred on the right side of just giving a little bit more without too much. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Cool, man. Well, I think on that note, um, we're done and dusted for the current discussions on the nightmare on Elm street, uh, franchise discussions. Um, and in this instance was the third installment, which was called Dream Warriors. Um, tempted to play out with a little snippet of Dokken. We'll see what I do when I come to edit. Um, until then, I'm your host for the podcast series. My name is Saul Moerte. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining me, Oscar J. It's prime time, bitch. You're listening to the Surgeons of Horror podcast. Music supplied by Peter Nezik. For more discussions or podcasts, head over to surgeonsofhorror.com or head over to our Facebook and Twitter sites for the latest news and updates.